So much clarity, questions are answered, doubts are dissolved, needs are met by the power of the Holy Ghost, that no stone is left unturned, that the burden of ignorance is lifted, that the, that the power of doubt is dispelled in the name of the Lord Jesus. No confusion in this atmosphere in the name of the Lord. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Okay, just like I informed us, um, uh, we're starting a new series. Uh, it's gonna be a, it's a, it's a teaching, okay? But it's it's um, it's like like we are aware of Bible discussion segment um, and session that we've been having. Okay, but this amount is more um, special. Right, pardon me if you use the word special, uh, technical one. All right. Um, the eternal salvation lawsuit, just like I believe we are all aware of the designs um, online. All right, um, I, 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 I believe that by the time I maybe lay a foundation to it, it's something everyone can um, have an inkling about. All right, so um, we will get to participate more from the subsequent meetings. Okay, well, everyone is going to be involved. All right, so um, um, there's this argument that has been for for centuries, okay? 
that has caused um, schism among Christians. All right, and um, it's basically on the question: Can a believer lose his salvation? All right. Um, uh, permit me to move this a little closer. Alright, so um, it's, it's basically um, predicated on the, on the question, can a believer lose his salvation? Alright, um, now these are divided Christians into um, two groups. And, um, one, one set or one group, uh, one group that we believe that um, a believer can lose his salvation. Okay, and ends. He has some work to do. in order to preserve it. All right. And the other group believes that Jesus did thorough uh, and all-encompassing work. Okay, for us and salvation. And ends. The believer has received um, eternal salvation, meaning that once he is saved, he is saved forever. All right. So um, now, so which is the truth? And that's the only reason we are here. Alright. We are here to establish truth. Okay? Um, like I believe uh, my did my best to explain um, um, via social media. Um, we'll be using the idea or basically the concept of a um, law court. Alright, in which um, we have the plaintiff. I'm using law terms. Those are not really familiar. Well, okay, I won't be using law terms. Um, I won't be using um, very technical law terms, though. Okay, so we have the uh, we have the defendant and we have the plaintiff. The uh, defendant is basically the person that is probably being accused of trying to defend himself or something. While we have the plaintiff who is the accuser. Okay, and sometimes I think I don't know if it's a direct. Um, is directly the same, right? It was connected with, I think it's the same with the prosecutor, right? So it's the defendant versus the plaintiff, right? And um, um, we'll be using the Bible as a manual and legislation, just like we did in um, the Odyssey 2018, right? So, um, so, um, That's the question. Can a believer lose his salvation? Okay, and something um, that's been a very big, I mean, a very big and um, wide cause of schism um, among Christians, all right? And there's need for clarity as regards that, all right? So, um, like the second um, set of people that claim that. Um, um, believers, a believer, not that, a believer, a believer has received eternal salvation. Alright, um, alright, so, um, they, you could, you could open maybe this one, alright, so, are we together? Okay, please, and I want everyone to please pay attention and do not miss any detail. All right, and ensure you pay attention as well as you can. 
okay you don't miss anything all right like i said earlier we're here to establish truth okay so um so the believer okay um who, who are we standing for now yeah i guess it's too early to ask okay the friend that will be Okay, but just, let's 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 do it my way. Okay, now this is a low court as just assume that we are in low court. So this is the low court atmosphere. Okay, and now there's uh, there's this uh, out of the two sects, one that believes that um, a salvation cannot be lost, that once a believer is saved, you cannot lose salvation and you saved forever. Alright, and he comes with arguments to prove it. Okay, so basically I'll be standing in the line. For, for today, um, today is the day one of the eternal salvation lawsuit. All right, so um, I'll be standing um, as in, in the okay. Before establishing which uh, we are standing starting from, um, is there such a thing as eternal salvation? I mean, I said we're using our Bible as as a as our manual and legislation. So, is there such thing mentioned in the Bible? I yeah, um, I really believe there is. Hebrews 5, can we start from there? Hebrews 5. Hebrews 5. I'm talking about this. Hebrews 5. Are we there? Alright. Please let me very fast our marriage because we beyond schedule very fast. Are we there? Hebrews 5 verse 8. Are we there? So we're reading verse 8 to verse 9 together. Everybody want to go. Though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he saw. But I can't hear everybody verse 9. And having been he became the author of eternal salvation to all who Okay, so is the word or phrase eternal salvation uh, does the word of phrase eternal salvation exist in the Bible? Huh? Okay, so we start from there. All right, so um, I think I've laid a uh, foundation or maybe done an intro to what we have. So um, one thing is also very important um, as in this legal atmosphere that we are, okay, in establishing truth, okay, um, we're going to be taking as a solemn oath. All right, so can you read the Bible? everybody has the Bible, okay? Now, before 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 we can take the oath, we have to be on, on the same on the same page. All right. So, um, I want to ask: Do you believe that the Bible does not contradict itself? Okay. Let me do this way. How many of us believe that the Bible does not contradict itself? Let me see your hand. Okay. Please. I, 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 this this meeting is for the sake of. I mean, that, I mean, it's to the end that everybody is carrying along. Okay, so don't raise your hand because of that are raising your hand. Be sure that you are doing it because you think so. All right. It, at the end of the day, we believe that clarity is being regretted. Okay. So how many of us agree or believe that the Bible does not contradict itself? Are you sure? All right. Okay. So that means um, those two stands. Cannot be right at the same time. Right or right? Only one is right. Only one can be right. So it's either it is true that the believer salvation is hanging on the balance, 
that something heavy could sweep it, I mean, could, um, could make it take it off balance and he lose it, or it is, uh, it is eternally secure. Okay, so only one can be right. Both can be right at the same time. The Bible does not contradict itself. Okay, so can you hold your Bible? Okay, can you hold this? Okay, can, can you place it on your chest, like you are, like you are, you are trying to take a pledge? Okay, can you say with me? I believe in the Bible. Okay, are we all together? I believe in the Bible. You can raise your other hand up. Thank you very much. I believe in the Bible. I believe that the Bible does not contradict itself. I believe that the Bible is consistent just as God is. Therefore, I solemnly pledge that I will not conclude on my thoughts and personal opinions. But I stand with whichever argument triumph in the light of well-explained and well-corroborated Bible text. So help me God. Amen. Okay. So if we just give a pledge, and and that is a pledge for us um, that we are going to be sincere. Okay. So it's not uh, whatever we are going to be working with. Is not going to be predicated on what we feel, what is our opinion, but God's opinion, which is documented for us. Okay, so we choose um, to stand with which or ever of the two arguments um, um, triumphs in the light of well explained and well corroborated by which. When I say well corroborated, I mean when I say well explained, I mean that something is made clear. Okay, so when you say well corroborated, it means that you can can find it evidence is all around that's your corroboration that uh, you can see it here you can see it here you can see it here as well that's your corroboration all right so um you know um let have uh, said that um, the, the so uh, like i said i'm going to be standing um in, okay the one uh, i'm standing in the world of the defendant all right um, the defendant of the claim that a believer cannot do the salvation all right and um this this you just follow okay just follow a step at a time okay now there's you know many christians actually now this is a part of africa well not basically africa america even the entire world but i want to but even but it's we are more familiar with africa basically okay you see these, these um thoughts that they believe about the salvation now, okay, um, familiarly called um, once saved, always saved, all right, or some or once saved, forever saved, um, as a new move, as it were, that is a new move, okay, and these and these and that, um, uh, doctrine from the field of hell and everything, okay, and you know, the truth is, many a time, the it's usually um, both sects could be guilty of it. That they just just want to hear the other person out, to know what he wants to say, to at least pay attention to what he's saying and see whether it's valid or not. All this, no, no, yes, yes. What do you know? What is that about you? Yes, on me. Do you know what I'm my pastor? Do my pastor know what I'm this? And everything, you know. Um, all right. Um, that um, for for this reason we'll, we'll be using um, this is going to be a very important pointer to 
all we'll be doing, pulling out of chapter 18, and I think I pointed that out in, in the first caption that we made about that. So we'll be seeing verse, and please, let's verify our Bibles, like I said, we have really been behind some schedule, so we'll be able to complete everything we have in time, and um, be able to um, be able to um, find a, good, a safe place to land for the subsequent meetings that we have to please the pastor of our Bibles. Okay, because that's the reason that slows me down. I personally am very fast about that. Alright? Proverbs 18, are we there? Verse 13. Are we there? Can we verse 10 together? But you want to go. He who answers a matter before he hears it, it is fully and shame to him. Alright? So you see that it is not wise sorry, to just conclude without without um, giving um, giving um, a place for hearing. Okay? For the person to present his case and defend himself or defend his point. It is fully. You know, many times many people are actually victims of it. Some just come and say, Do you know that boy didn't want to hear what the person has to say? Yes. But that's very wrong. Alright, verse 17, everybody are we there? Are we there? Everybody want to go. The first one to plead is cause seems right. Until labor comes and exams him. Um, can someone read um, KJV? Just tell me. KJV. He that is best in the land of Okay. Alright. The first one to plead this course seems right. Until his neighbor comes and examines him. The one of the, uh, the versions I, I uploaded is the new international version that says, A law to, the first to present this case seems right. Okay, until someone comes and cross examines him. Alright. So you know, when someone else comes and presents a claim, you know, it looks like ah wow, this is right, this is right. It, it, at least many of us might have seen maybe watch movies about a law court or maybe you have you have been a witness at the court hearing. In the first calling that presents the case, you know, when the person gives all the background details and everything, it looks like wow, this is the truth. This person this can be water from the and this can be far away from the truth. This has to be the truth. But and that's the way it looks until the other person just comes and begin to bring out all the pot potholes. <laughs> you know the person say, okay, now better put in this bit. Ah, screw the bit. At least everybody has to annex that witness that the point does bring the point. These are the three points and these are my points. But why? Everything. Point two. When you figure everybody, ah, this is inside. But anyway, the person just comes, you know, exactly come with his own points. He just starts by attacking every of your points and every point, every of the points are just falling down, crumbling before your very eyes, <laughs> you know. Okay, so so it, it, it shows that um, in, uh, it is actually very very right, very very right to hear both sides. All right, and see what they have to say. All right, like I said, I'm standing in the world of the defendant. Uh, this is day one of the eternal salvation lawsuit. So, um, um, how do you start? The defendant has to first present his case. Okay? So, um, then every other part of the argument could could come in. Alright, now, we are here for Bible study. And I've said it a number of times that you know, Bible study is not, you're not, it's not Bible, you're not glancing through your Bible. In Bible study, it involves meditation. Okay? Meditation. You like a friend will say, you worry about the word. 
Okay, so in Bible study, you are, it's not a tea party thing, it's not a casual thing that you're just there to flip your Bible and try to know. You are here to see and understand. Alright, so you have to pay attention to detail. Alright, that's Bible study. Alright, so um, let's present our case. So I'm starting from here. How does a man get saved? That's where I'm starting from. How does a man get saved. Well, I mean, I'm really shocked that there are people here without white light material. This is really, really shocking. Alright. John 3, verse 16. Alright, please let's be very fast, like I've said over and over again. So, we do not have. Find side to our room for Okay. John 3 16. Are we there? Are we there? Yes, sir. Alright. That's for God so loved the world. Please, it's, 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 it's do you a lot of good to be fast with your Bibles. Because at point, I might have to rush if I say that the time is really fast spent. Okay? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Okay? So from this verse, what's the requirement? Huh? Huh? What's the requirement of man here? From this verse? Huh? Okay? To believe in him. Okay? Now, the question is, now, we see that throughout this verse, there's no mention of salvation. We talk about eternal life. And you know, some people want to argue. I think I should have had that argument before. That this one is talking about eternal life, not talking about salvation. And, well, as, as funny as it seems, or as, as funny as it sounds to my ear, uh, we have to answer them. All right. Look at verse 14. Let's just let's look at something. All right. Now, I'm, I'm recommending my teaching uh, 2018 on uh, um, John 3.16. Okay. It's a two, it's a two um, track teaching. Okay. So, understanding the is John 3.16. Okay, the Jesus and Nicodemus dialogue. So actually a discussion with Jesus and Nicodemus, between Jesus and Nicodemus. So if you remember at least and it's very familiar verse three that says except the man be born again, we cannot see the kingdom of God. For many of us don't know that verse 16 is actually a continuation of that same discussion, that same dialogue. Okay, where Jesus is explaining on being born again and everything. Alright. Now look at verse 14. It says what? And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. That whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. So yeah, it's talking about being lifted up. All right. Now uh, I just have to um, to just uh, explain it. Um, I don't know how to, the the adjective to use. All right. But lifted up here. Yeah, you know, I think about what the serpent was lifted up. You remember Numbers thirteen twenty one when the serpent uh, when Moses put on the serpent on the pole. For the Israelites to look up. Okay, so as soon as the Son of Man be lifted up. So you see that that's symbolic of what we have to Jesus. That is crucifixion. Okay? Now I said that was that whoever believes in him, verse um, 15, should not perish but have eternal life. Now it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever, look to your Bibles, believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now it says, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world. But that the world through my what? So you see that it's talking about salvation, right or right? Huh? 
Okay, so you see that was um, so he says that was so when he says that whosoever believes in him, you see that was not talking about just believing that there's someone being Jesus that I uh, uh, does not believe in Jesus. I believe that uh, Joseph married Mary now and did not touch her, he got pregnant by the Holy Spirit and Jesus came out. So I believe in Jesus. No, there's something being pointed out here. Okay, he was being lifted up for our salvation. Why do I Huh? Okay, so yeah, so he's talking about what believing in what Jesus did as regards our salvation. I don't want anybody to be distracted, okay? Okay, talking about what believing in Jesus being lifted up for our salvation. Why do I Okay, so you see that what is talking about believing in what Jesus did as regards our salvation. Okay, so whosoever believed in him. So from this verse, how does a man get saved by what believing? Why do I in Jesus or uh, white. Um, um, so you, you see that that's that thing that Jesus did, okay, in order to save man from sin, he has called the gospel. All right, you know, it should be a familiar ground mentioned over and over again, okay. So, what do you want to do to save man, okay, to, uh, to give salvation to man is called the gospel. What do we have to say? First Corinthians chapter 15. Are we there? Verse 1. Are we there? Too? So, let me give you a Bible from verse 1. It says, More than I declare unto you what? The gospel which I preached to you, by which also, by which also you received, which also you received, sorry, and in which you stand, by which also you are saved, if you hold fast the word which I preached to you, unless you believe in them. That says, Now, now let's explain what the gospel is. Now this, for I give unto you first of all, verse 3, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. Can you see that? Okay? He died for our sins, he was buried, and he rose again from the dead, according to the scriptures. So you see that what the gospel is about what Jesus did for us. Okay? The gospel is the message. That what Jesus died for our sins. Okay? That Jesus did not just die. Like I said a couple fortnight ago, he didn't die to take a selfie on the cross. No. He died for our sins. Okay? He was buried and what he rose again from the dead. Alright. So please can, can someone help help um uh, help out with 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 the notes, please. And there's a pen in my huh? Okay, I have the pen. Just, okay, just send the major part of my time. See. Okay, all right. So, so you see, you see, you see that um, the gospel is a message. Okay, you see that many times, many times it has become an adulterated message. I don't want to digress. Okay, but let me just say this: it has become an adulterated message. Now, what are you going to do? It's time for evangelism. We are going to work, preach the gospel, and go there and begin to talk about different things. Talk about different things. Talk about uh, um, all the things that I mean, uh, uh, your church. Begin to explain different things about church. Begin to explain things about um, do's and don'ts of Christianity and everything. No, that's not the gospel. Okay. There's one message that gets a man saved, okay? That what Jesus died for our sins, he was buried, and what he rose again from the dead. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 1. 
Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. Are we there? Are we there? Then fast, verse 16. Romans 1, 16. I said I will not be waiting for us. So we have to be very our Bible. Okay? Just what? For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God to salvation for everyone with your Bible who believes. For the Jew, for the Lord, for the Greek. Okay? So from this verse, what does everyone have to do to the gospel to receive salvation? Huh? To be what? To believe the gospel. Why the right? First Corinthians chapter 1. Don't forget that we are about to be what? Corinthians. So we see that all over the world. First Corinthians chapter 1. Very fast, please. First Corinthians chapter 1. First Corinthians chapter 1. Are we there? Verse 17. Verse 17. Say what? For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Can you see that? Not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. So what is the subject of this text? The what? Huh? Huh? Okay, you say that what God is not saying to baptize baptize the priest because God can just move to verse 21. Okay, verse 21. Are we there? Okay, verse 21. It says what? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of preaching, or the message preached, to save those who what? That believe what? Okay, that believe the gospel. Okay, so. I want to ask, how does a man get saved? Huh? Okay. What's the gospel? That what Jesus died for our sins, he was buried, he was again from the dead. So a man is saved when he believes that Jesus died for his sins, he was buried, and was, he rose again from the dead. All right. You know? Okay, so what a man is saved on the premise of believing the gospel. I mean, I must agree with that. Let's let's see that. Okay, so we can move forward then. Okay, okay. So um, you see that this shows that man's effort in order to achieve salvation is not required. That's one thing that this shows. Okay, God, all we have seen so far, we see um, every action we have seen so far has been the action of Jesus. Okay, but we need to explain that better. See, um, let's move to the Old Testament again. Isaiah chapter 26. Isaiah 26. Are we there? Isaiah 26. Alright. Now look at verse 17. Are we there? Okay. Now please pay attention. It says, As a woman with child. Now in Bible, you know, when you see a woman with child, maybe a pregnant woman, not a woman with a baby, but it's going to be clear all the way through. It says, Is in pain and cries out in her pants when she draws near the time of her baby. So is it clear now? Huh? I'm talking about a pregnant woman. Okay? That says, so now that's just an illustration. That is, so have we been in our in your sight, O Lord. So you see that that's an illustration of the state of man. Now don't forget, this is the old testament writings. 
centuries before Jesus came, for um, to what to to try and uh, um, to make a sacrifice for our sins, to sacrifice himself. Okay, sacrifice for himself. Okay, so this was centuries before that. Now this was the state of man. So that was, as a woman that is pregnant, that is joining in the time of the living, that means already in labor. That means the pregnancy is already at the that is what fullest length. Are you following me? It says that so have we been in your sight, O Lord. Now look at verse 18. It says, We have been with child, that means we have been pregnant. We have been in pain. You know, when 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 a woman is pregnant is in labor, you know, um, there's always anxiety. When it's time, she's already it's time to put to bed. Okay? There's always, always anxiety. Because not about for some people that are they're scared, but I'm putting it outside. I'm talking about anxiety like questions. Like is it going to be a male? Is it going to be a female? Let's say you can go to scan. Apart from that, it's going to be one child, it's going to be twins, it's going to be triplets. Apart from that, it's going to be a very big baby, it's going to be a tiny one. You know, different questions that are going to happen. Okay? But look at what, what it says. See that what? You know, there's so much expectation. Okay? And that's like what? We have been with child, we have been pregnant, we have been in pain. But look at what it says. It says, it says we have as it were God for to win. So look at what it's saying. Just like a woman is pregnant. And you know, who's going to come out? Who's going to come out? Is it twin? Is it, I mean, is it twin? Is it triplet? Is it this? But what comes out? Just win. Okay? So it's giving an illustration of man's effort to justify himself. Okay? That we say, so have we been your side, O Lord. We have been struggling to do this thing on our own. Okay? So we are like a woman that is pregnant and about to bring for something, but in the end, we both put wings. That is what's not vanity. Okay? That's why it ends by saying that what we have not accomplished any deliverance in the earth. No, have the inhabitants of the world fallen. Is that clear so far? Yes, sir. Are you sure you got that? Yes, sir. Do you get that? Yes, sir. Okay, look at verse 59. Isaiah 59. Isaiah 59. Glory to Jesus. Okay, because of time, I'll be read, I'll be reading, I'll be uh, reading with some speed. So please pay attention. So you see that what it, it shows man's state before God intervened. How that man could only try, but could never achieve. Okay, the, his best shot was still an adventure in futility. Now look at it says verse nine. Sorry. Now it says therefore justice is far from us, not does righteousness overtake us. We look for light, but there is darkness. For brightness will walk in blackness. For we grow up like um, for the world like the blind. We grow up as if we are no eyes. We stumble as noon day as at twilight. We are as dead men in desolate places. We all grow like um, grow like bears and moan like the dog. We look for justice, but there is none. For salvation, but it is far from us. For our transgressions are multiplied before you, and our sins testify against us. As for our transgressions are with us, and as for our iniquities, we know them in transgressing and lying against the Lord, and departing from our God, speaking of oppression and evil, conceiving and uttering from the heart words of falsehood. Justice is turned back, and righteousness stands afar off. But truth is falling in the street, and evil cannot enter. So truth fails, and he who departs from evil make himself a prey. Can we from, from this point want to go? And the Lord saw it. And it displeased him that there was no justice. Verse 16. And he saw that there was no man, and he wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore, his own arm brought salvation for him, and his own salvation is sustained. Can you see that? Can you see that? So, at salvation, who is sin? Man or God? Huh? 
Whose effort is seen in salvation? Man's or God's? Okay? So this is what man's best shot was a failure. Okay? So man's participation was not even required. I mean, required. So was, and the Lord saw it. And he wondered that there was no man. That he, he wondered that there was no intercessor. Nobody. Okay? So what his own arm brought salvation. His own righteousness sustained him. Ephesians chapter 2. Back to the New Testament writings, which of course will be um, the bulk of our focus. Ephesians chapter 2, very fast. Are we there? Verse 6. Ephesians 2, 6. Are we there? Everybody want to go. So if there's a verse 6, there was verse 6 years so I meant verse 8. Are we there? Verse 8 to 9. Everybody want to go. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. Can you see that? That was for my grace. When you talk about grace, you talk about something that's given to you for free. You talk about a gift. Okay? For by grace, that's not about God's participation now. Okay? For by grace are you saved. This true faith. So what was our own what was our own requirement to what is through what faith? That means to believe in God's involvement. Okay? In what God did. Okay, so for by grace are you saved through faith. See that was and that not of yourselves. What is it? It is the gift of God. So do you work for a gift? No. Okay? That's why he ends up by making it clear on verse 9. Not of works, lest any man should boast. So it means that well, you cannot boast. You cannot say, ah, because I don't do this, I want to say, because I don't do this, because I, I keep myself, because I, I do this, because I go to church, because I pray. You cannot boast. Because what? You have no involvement in this. Is it clear? Titus 3. So I'm trying to show you that this is a rare place in the Bible. This is um, <coughs> well corroborated. Titus chapter 3. Titus 3. Are we there very fast? Verse 5. Are we there? Everybody wants to go. Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. So are we saved by our righteous works? Huh? By our righteous deeds are we? Okay? But by what? The mercy of God. Okay? Is that what God alone is seen in salvation? So what salvation is 100% God's performance and 0% man's performance. Second Timothy, just the, the chapter before. Second Timothy chapter one. Are we there? Verse nine. Are we there? Okay, look at it. It says, What who can we want to go? Want to go? Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling? Not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. So our, our works are, is our performance required in salvation. Our effort involved in salvation. Alright, so we, we follow up from there. Alright, so this is what man's effort to achieve salvation is not required. I guess you know the story. Turn your Bible to Acts 16. I will summarize the parts while we read um, the most salient, salient and important. Um, I, I guess you know the story of um, when, um, at, at Timothy, when um, um, Paul and Silas were 
Well, until as we are arrested, because they cast out the spirit of divination, they couldn't kill him. And at midnight, they prayed and sang, and you know the story, right? Okay? And uh, suddenly there was a head, an earthquake, and the place was shaking. The, all the prisoners were hearing them, then so suddenly their chains were loose, even those were prisoners and the prison doors were open and no one in jail woke up in the night and someone would have laughed and he thought the prisoner had fled and escaped and he took out the sword and he'll kill himself. So Paul stopped him and said, we are all here, we are all here, do not arm yourself. Okay, we are all here. Now look at very important verse 29. Are we there? Okay, look at verse 28, so we're going to follow up on where I stopped. It says, but Paul carried a loud voice saying, do yourself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light one in the jailer and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, What was the question? Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Can you see that? Can we read the answer at verse 31? Everybody want to go. So they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved and thy house. And they followed out of by verse 32. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all that were in his house. So how does a man get saved? Verse 31. Okay, to receive, to believe in the Lord Jesus. And they follow that up by what by what speaking to him the word of the Lord. And you see that, that that's um, that's the, the same word that they have always been speaking, the same consistent message. That word, that message is always consistent. You see, he preached that earlier. Look at chapter 13 when he was when when uh, I mean a record of, of his preaching. Chapter 13. So you have an idea of what he preached to the jailer. Chapter 13, are we there? Okay, look at verse 26. Are we there? Verse 26 to 30. Okay? Uh, so just pay attention. I'll be reading fast. It says, Men and brethren, son of the family of Abraham, and those among you fear God to you the word of this salvation. Can you see? The word of this salvation has been sent for those who dwell in Jerusalem and their rulers because they do not know him, nor even the voices of the prophets which are read every Sabbath are fulfilled them in condemning him. And though they find, found no cause for death in him, they asked Pilate that he should be put to death. Now when they had fulfilled all so, are we, are we talking about the death of Jesus here? Yeah? Huh? Huh? Yeah, why the right? Because I want everybody to be involved. I don't like when someone is answering me. Okay, are we talking about the death of Jesus here? Yeah? Yeah. And Priscilla. Okay, it says um, they put him to death, verse 29. Then, when they had fulfilled all that was written concerning him, they took him down from the tree and laid him in a tomb. Okay, talk about this burial. Now, verse 30. But God raised him from the dead. So, as he preached the gospel, yeah? Yes, huh? Yes, what's made of the gospel? Okay? About what the death, burial, and what? Resurrection of Jesus. Can you see? The same constant message. You see it all over the book of Acts. Even in Acts 2, on that day of Pentecost, when they gathered, after the explanation, he ended up by pointing them to the gospel. You see that all through the book of Acts. Okay? So, you see that? so how does a man get saved? Huh? By what? By believing the gospel. You see that what the Bible does not present steps to salvation. That's why I show you that this is all over the Bible. That's why I show you from different portions. Okay? The Bible does not present steps to salvation. No, A, B, C, to salvation. Step one, do this. Step two, do this. Step three, do this. Accept, believe, confess, be, dedicate, E. Uh, what is the word? What word can we use for E? Eh? Enter, maybe enter into a covenant with him. Eh? Okay, ensure or something. Maybe F, what an F, B. Flee from. Okay, flee, yeah, flee. Yeah, maybe G, grow. Or give yourself to something. And everything. The H, L is weak. Remember. 
Okay, so you see that the Bible does not actually teach steps to salvation. The Bible tells you how to be saved. That there's one thing required. Okay, that what Jesus has done all that should be done. So salvation is that now. Jesus did everything. Okay, and he invites man to come and partake of what he has done. So now it's your choice to come into it or to stay out of it. Okay, that's what defines believing and not believing in what Jesus has done. You know, believing is accepting, is acknowledging that my efforts cannot save me. So I choose to place my faith, my trust, my absolute reliance on what Jesus did for me, on God's provision for me. That was meant to believe. So it's not about that just believe and that was no. It shows that what you have accepted, you have acknowledged that what your efforts cannot save you. So it is a total reliance on God's provision for salvation for you. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Okay, so we see that what the Bible does not is step salvation, but it gives a way to be saved to believe. Now you see the, the, the famous thing that was that was saying, um, just like um, um, that we sang one side, but the last verse uh, that says, "Over redemption, the purchase of blood to every believer, the promise of God." The vile, listen to that, the vilest offender who truly believes that moment from Jesus, our pardon received. You see that? So, when you believe what that moment from Jesus, the pardon received, the pardon is a word that has probably been abused. The pardon is the same word for forgiveness. That's what it means. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay, so we have we have established something that what gets one way to be saved, and in that it is in placing um, your faith in God's provision for you. Salvation is one hundred percent God's performance, zero percent man's performance. So your efforts are not involved in salvation. Okay, so the next thing is, so what happens to us when we believe? What happens when we believe? Ephesians chapter one. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians 1. So before we continue from there, like I said, I want, I want to ensure that everybody is on the same page. So, so far, do we agree that a man is saved by placing his faith in Jesus? If you agree, let me see your hands. Okay, so I guess we are together then. Ephesians chapter 1. So what happens when we believe? Ephesians 1 verse 13. What happens when we believe? Of course, the next, what we believe is the gospel. Ephesians 1 13. Are we there? Everybody want to go. In whom you also trusted, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after you believed, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. So what happens when you believe your gospel? Huh? Huh? You are what? You are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. You know what? What that word "seal" means? is a verb. It's from the Greek word "spragizo," and it means to stamp something. Okay. But that denotes security. Okay. 
Your spadizo, um, it denotes a, a, a mark, it is a mark, it is called the mark of ownership. That this is mine. You just stamp something like that. You know, for example, to an extent, some of us who know, to an extent, in traditional um, setting, you know, a king is just walking somewhere and he just put his house, maybe he's all still on a maiden, just forget. But anybody that has been betrayed, betrayed to her, she just forget. He has taken her away. Nothing, nothing. Okay, so that, that's, 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 that's um, what we're talking about here. Talking about a stamp of ownership, okay, a mark of ownership. So what haven't been given up for you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians one. We'll be back here in a moment. Second Corinthians chapter one. Are we there? Verse twenty-two. Second Corinthians one twenty-two. Are we there? Can we know but want to go? Who also has sealed us and given us the spirit in our hearts as a guarantee? Okay, I think when I was giving that, that okay, okay, this verse, okay, just focus on this verse. He has given us the spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. Can you use the word giving us the earnest of the spirit? So that word earnest means it means a guarantee. You know what guarantee means? A, a warranty. Okay, that what you know, for example, when you, you know, when there's a deal and everything and you have. Yeah, or maybe you have to use the word like, um, what can I use? Okay, for example, let's say I want to I want to get a loan from the bank now, maybe 15 million, only have 15 million naira, maybe a mortgage or something. And you know they they have to ask for something that I stand for it. So maybe I have to give my maybe I have a property somewhere or a building. Okay, so that this so I have given them the right to that building. As a proof that was, I'm going to return their money. Are you following me? Uh, do, you, do you get that? Okay, as a proof that I have the ability and I am going to return their money. Okay, so that is what is standing as a guarantee. Alright, so you said that what the Holy Spirit is on us as a guarantee today. Alright, now, so um, look at verse 21 again. I mean, verse 22, sorry again. So that what, who has also sealed us and given us the Spirit in our hearts? as a guarantee so where is the holy spirit today okay in our hearts glory to jesus okay now john chapter 14 john 14 john 14 are we there john 14 and Okay, look at verse 16. I said what? And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Look at verse 16 again. How many words together? Everybody wants to go. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. So, how long is the Holy Spirit going to be in the believer? Okay, look at the next verse, verse 7. It says, What even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. So, how long will the Holy Spirit be in the believer? Forever. Eh? Forever. So, can the Holy Spirit be the believer? Eh? 
I'm asking you, can the Holy Spirit live a believer? Huh? Okay? So don't forget, we are standing on the premise of God's word. Okay? So, what the Holy Spirit is in the believer, well, move, move back to first story. I'm sorry, Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13. Ephesians 1, 13. Ephesians 1, 13. Okay, he says that what in whom you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that you believed, what happened? You are what you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Verse 14 now says, Who is the guarantee? Okay, the earnest of our inheritance until they look at until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Look at what it says about the Holy Spirit. It says what is the word guarantee or earnest of our inheritance until the redemption. When you see the word until, you see that word is, is pointing to something in the future. Right or right? Okay? It says until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Okay? So, you see that word? So, this means that there is a redemption that the Holy Spirit is going to ensure for us. Right or right? Right or right? Do it to your Bibles again. Verse 14. It says, Who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory? So this uh, means that what there's a redemption that the Holy Spirit is going to ensure for us. Right or right? Huh? Okay. Now, follow. So, so uh, but what does this mean, actually? Don't forget, it shows it's something futuristic, of course. First Corinthians 15. We've been there. Um, let's go there again. First Corinthians 15. Are we there? Uh, we're moving to the red part. See verse 51. Are we there? First Corinthians 15, 51. Are we there? Look at okay, it says, Behold, I tell you a mystery. Please pay attention. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. I think it gave you the word trump. Forget about the not trumpet. It says, look at for the trumpet will soon sound. Are we together? Verse 52. Are we there? Yes, yes. It says, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible. Now, please, I want you to get this. Please, it's important to, to, um, to pay attention to tense. Tense is used because there's going to be very important when we go through this series. Okay? We have, to, we have to be conscious of tense is used. We have to be conscious of Bible text and tense. When you're talking about something, and when you see past tense, it means past. When it means present, it's present. When it means future, it's future. Okay. Now, apart from that, we have to be conscious of of the um, of the efficacy of words. Okay. Are we together? No distraction, please. Are we together? Okay. Now we have to be conscious of the efficacy of words as well. Okay. Now look at verse verse fifty two again. It says, "In a moment, in the twinkle of an eye, at the last trumpet, the trumpet. I mean, look at it says, for the trumpet will sound. Is it will that in KJV? Child, okay. Now, child, you see, child used throughout KM in this definition. Now, you see, the trumpet will sound. So, the part of the trumpet will sound, is it a certainty or a probability? 
Are you sure? Okay. So you see whether it's going to be used continually throughout the Bible. Look at what that says. And the dead will be raised incorruptible. Is it a certainty or a probability? Okay, it says, and will shall be changed. A probability or a certainty? Now it says, for this corruptible, look to your Bible, must put on must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on incorrupt, I mean immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying which is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Okay, so um, um, one thing that is, is emphasized here, but it's going to, I'm going to explain it very well, it's going to be well brought to us, that on the last day, we will receive new bodies. Okay, for this corruptible body of ours, we are going to receive what? Incorruptible bodies. Are we together? Okay, so, um, uh, okay, so um, that um, event, or what that, um, that event, is it a possibility, is it a probability or a certainty? Okay, so we're going to find out how, how, how certain is it really a certainty or a probability. Look at verse 42, some um, verses earlier, the verses before that. Are we there? Are we there? Now look at something else. So also, so he, has, he has given some explanation, okay, about that um, we should not we should not try to logically think of how what is going to happen in the resurrection, in the future resurrection, in the future resurrection. That how are they going to come? Which kind of bodies are they going to come with? Is that do you know when you plant a seed? Do you know the body that is going to come out? But you just know that you planted a seed and you see uh, the body of a banana. You see the body of an orange. Did you did you fashion it? Okay, so he said that what the same way that you don't understand, don't bother to be logically trying to be, uh, analyze it. Doesn't that that's going to happen? Are we, are we together? He said that well, there's, there's a body of this of the stars of the moon and everything. Look at verse 42. Now says, so also is the resurrection of the dead. That's talking about what the future resurrection. Don't forget, um, earlier in Ephesians 1, is described as what the redemption that is in the future. That's said that what the Holy Spirit is going to ensure for us. So otherwise, Okay, look, I said, so also, verse 42, pay attention. So also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown. I think it is sown or something. Yeah. Okay, so talk about the body. Okay, it is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. This is what that bottle we have read earlier. Okay, there was in that um, probability of science, you remember? Okay, look at it is sown in incorruption. It is raised in corruption. Look at it is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. Look at it is sown. Verse forty-four. A natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body, just like we have now, and there is a spiritual body, just like what we have. But let's see how to that is. Look at verse forty-five. And so it is written: the first man, Adam, became a living being, a living soul, and the last Adam became a life-giving spirit. That's about Jesus. That is, however, the spiritual is not first, but the natural. And that's what the spiritual. Are you following me? So what Adam did was before what Jesus did, or who Adam was um, basically, I mean, on earth now. Okay? Before men. Okay? Um, as as a, uh, there was a natural body, okay, that we saw, or before what the spiritual. So that was, however, verse 46, the spiritual is not first, but the natural, and after all the spiritual, look to your Bible, the first man was on the earth, and it's made of dust. The second man is the Lord of heaven. As was the man of dust, so also are those who are made of dust, just like all of us. Are we together? Okay, now says what? And as is the heavenly man, so also are those who are heavenly. Look at 
and verse 49. And as we have borne the image of the man of dust, just like we have now, are you, are you with me? Yes. We shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. So is this a probability or is it an Huh? Okay, so move back to where we stopped in verse 54. So when this corruptible has put on corruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying, Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is thy their sting? Oh, it is, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Look at verse 59. Can we together? I want to go. Therefore, my beloved brethren, everybody, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So, is it a probability or a certainty that this is going to happen? Okay, then I was therefore was be steadfast, be unmovable, because what now that now I've what I've explained to you, you know that what your labor is not in vain. That means what death is not the end. You have a future beyond this good death. Are you with me? Okay, so is it a probability or a certainty? Second Corinthians 5. You see that what this is replete, it is well corroborated. Second Corinthians 5, very fast our Bibles, please. Are we there? It says, Are we there? Now, verse 1 says, For we know that our early house, this tent, that's all about our bodies now, physical bodies, that if our early house, this tent, is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, that is spiritual body, eternal in the heavens. For in this we grow and earnestly desire to be clothed with our habitation which is from heaven. If indeed, having been clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we who are in this tent, in this body, grown, being burdened, not that we want to be unclothed, but for that clothes, that, that mortality may be swallowed up by life. That says, now, he who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who also has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. Can you see that? Can you see that what this, just like he explained in Ephesians 1, verse 13 and 14, that what the Holy Spirit is the guarantee for this, okay? That this is going to happen in the future. Look at what we see, new bodies. Glorious bodies, okay, spiritual bodies. Now, I'm going to show them um, some things that are quite clear. First, um, Thessalonians chapter 4. Please, let's be fast. First Thessalonians 4, are we there? First Thessalonians 4, verse 14. Are we there? So, we want to see the condition for that to happen, okay? And the condition for us to know, are we there? First Thessalonians 4, 14. Look at verse 14. Look at the condition. This was, for if we believe that, verse 14, are we there? Yes. It says, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again. Can you see that? Well, what is the condition? Okay. If we believe that Jesus died and rose again. Look at it. It says, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. That means those that have died. Okay? That have died, sorry. Says, for this we say to you by the word of the Lord, verse 15 of your Bibles, that those who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede. Here is what prevents. That's what I talk about precede. Those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God. Look at you see that what is what the Lord will. That is what insanity. Now see that what and the dead in Christ will rise first. Insanity, right? Yes. Okay. Now see that what then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, 
and so shall we ever be with the Lord. That is what therefore comfort one another with these words. So is it a probability or a certainty? Philippians chapter 3. Philippians 3, are we there? Verse 20. Philippians chapter 3, verse 20. Are we there? Are we there? Okay, look at it. it. says what? For our citizenship is in heaven. Say this is the word conversation. Why the white? Okay, so please pay attention. Let me explain in a moment. Now, that word um, conversation in KJV is from the um, Greek word polytuma, U-L-I-T-U-M-A, which means citizenship. That's why I say that you need to use by him, because that's, a, that's a, an old um, revision of that word, that KJV. Old, uh, old English. Okay, so uh, it means citizenship. That means what? It means that you are a citizen of heaven. Are you following me? You, so, yeah, it's not talking about a future thing, but think about something that happened already. Are you following me? You are a citizen of heaven, not a candidate of heaven. Are you following me? For our conversation is in heaven. Now, you will now see whether that explanation makes sense. Look at what, how it continues. It says, what? From where? We also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord. Can you see that word was used? This is what from where? This is that he didn't say heaven. He didn't describe heaven. Pay attention. It is. Please, take your time. Please. It is. You see that he didn't. He didn't. He didn't um, describe heaven as where to. But what? Where from? Can you see that? Is that clear? He didn't describe heaven as what where to. But what we are from. Okay? So we are citizens of heaven. Okay? In the now, just like we are now, we are what, citizens of heaven. Look at verse 21. It answers that what? Look at that is what. So we say what from heaven we are waiting for our savior. That's what who verse 21. Who will transform our lowly bodies that he may be conformed to his glorious body? Can you see KGB? I didn't use the word by bodies, right? Okay? So it's talking about these are our mortal bodies now that are frail. What is going to what is going to transform them into his glorious body according to the working by which is able even to subdue all things to himself? Look at the way he said this, and he says, according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. Is that what it is not predicated on us but on Jesus' ability? Right or right? Okay, so we see that what this is not so we see that what whenever you see in the Bible, whenever you see, um. Um, you said salvation is something that has happened already. Why? Because we have believed the gospel. Okay, so we have received salvation. But when you see a point that something that describes or suggests a future salvation or future redemption, you know, it's talking about what the redemption of our bodies in the, on, the, in the, on the last day. Okay, when what we will for these mortal bodies receive what immortality, for these corrupt bodies will receive what incorruption, for these bad bodies will receive what glorious bodies. Are we together? So is that a probability or a certainty? Okay. So you see that what we are living in in a, in a, uh, uh, it, it's it's something. I mean, the redemption of our bodies, though it has not happened, it has been purchased for it. It is a certainty. Okay. Like someone would say, it is the self. It is we have we have we have we have received victory over death already. So the redemption of our bodies is a celebration of our victory over death. Okay, why what we will receive immortality for this mortality? 
that we have now. Okay, so um, um, that is a certainty. That's why it is called a blessed assurance. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. You are over the forces of glory divine. Can you see? There's glory in the future. Awaiting. Okay? It says, El salvation, purchase of blood. Portions of God, sorry. Born of his spirit, washed in his blood. That thing that what that is talking about. That's what this is my story. This is my son. Praise my savior, everybody. Praising my savior. All that they long, all that they long, this is my soul, and this is my song, this is my song, praising my Savior, praising my Savior, all that they long, glory to Jesus. So to this point, are we clear so far? Huh? Okay. Are we close about this point? Okay. So we have established already that our efforts cannot save us. Why the white? If you are green, let me see your hands. Don't, don't forget, we, we, are, we want to make, yeah, thank you very much. You can put your hands down. We want to make unanimous decisions, I mean, uh, agreements now. So everybody, want everyone to be on the same page. Okay. So we have established that our efforts cannot save us. Salvation is 100% God's performance, 0% man's performance. You know, so what, now that we're that, you know, understanding that that our, our efforts cannot save us, so what makes us think that our efforts that cannot save us are what would preserve our salvation? You know, what makes us think so? Actually, the truth is, is actually uh, the 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 word conventional human thinking that something just has to be done. We, we have to we have a part to play in this. Uh, okay, this kind of thinking, you know. And actually, it is, it is actually an offset. Uh, try to watch a subset, or just a, a real world, an offshoot of unbelief. You know, many times we just begin to ask ourselves questions that, ah, ah, no, ah, just believe, and that's all, ah, ah. It's kind of, we will die in this life, who will give us free, there's no free thing in free town, there is, even in free town, there's no free thing, and everything. So that's the same mindset that we have for fellow human. That's the same mindset we have for, for God. You know, in Nigeria now, someone will just come and say that, well, ah, I want to give you this for free. Maybe um, you just see someone on, on the week uh, holding many boxes of cookies. I just want to give you for free. Ah, I know free thing, Gary. You want to collect my glory. <laughs> but you, you, get, you get that mindset that we have for every human, that there's nothing that is free. Someone just wants to give you something that is not, ah, there's something you want to collect in return, Gary. It's not free. It can't be free. That mindset. So that's the mindset that we are trying to channel towards God. That God cannot give us something without expecting something in return. Are you with me? So that's the mindset that always makes us think that we always have a, we have an effort to play. You know, we, we have we have established out that our efforts will not save us, but we feel that our efforts are required to sustain the salvation. As there is an offset of all, of, an, an offset of unbelief. Okay, who did everything in salvation? Huh? 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 Okay. No, God did everything. Jesus did everything. 
in salvation. He is the one that preserves you as well. He is the one that preserves your salvation as well. It is his responsibility. That's why he is the one that is the savior, and you are the one that is the saved. That's why he is the savior, and you are the saved. Don't worry, everything will be well explained. Okay? He is the one that keeps us safe. Okay? So our safety is predicated on his ability and his faithfulness. Not ours. Because we have seen from what we saw, actually from those verses that we saw in Isaiah 26 and Isaiah 59, the best we could do was see any futility. The best of our efforts, Isaiah 64, calls them what? Fifty-five before God. Okay, so it is Jesus that preserves us. Our is one that preserves our salvation. It is his responsibility. That's why he's the savior, and you are the saved. Our safety is predicated on his ability and his faithfulness. First Peter one. First Peter chapter one. Are we there? Verse four. Are we there? First Peter one verse. Four. Are we there? Okay, let me start with verse three. Look, it says, "Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ." Can we verse three to five together? Everybody wants to go. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Everybody who, according to His abundant mercy, has begotten us again to a living hope. Through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Take a pause. This is what he calls our hope what a what a living hope. Okay, this word lively. Okay? That kind of means a living hope. So it means that what is a hope that is alive. Why? Because it is founded, it is it is it is a salvation that is founded upon life. That's why I said that was through what the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. So what it is predicated on what Jesus being alive. Alive, sorry. Okay, so what it is our hope is what a living hope. Can we verse four to five? Everybody wants to go to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that faded not away, reserved in heaven for us. Verse five. Everybody wants to go. Who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in last time. Can you see that? So, are you kept by your efforts? Huh? But by what? Oh, By the power of God, Jude 24. Jude verse 24. Just one verse and chapter in Jude. Jude verse 24. Are we there? Are we there? Everybody wants to go. Now to him who is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Did you see that? That was now to him that is able to keep you from falling. Yeah, he is stumbling. And to present you what? Faultless. So who is the responsibility is to present us faultless? Us? Mm-hmm. Who? God. This is what? Before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. That is what? To God our Savior. Because he's more than the Savior. It says, Who alone is wise, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. First Thessalonians 5. You see that what I'm showing you how that what this is well corroborated. It's all over the Bible. It's written all over the Bible. 
basically all the issues possible with and I'm positive and five. Are we there verse 23? Are we there? Look, I said what now the God of peace sanctify you holy. Again, completely. I think it really is well holy. Okay. It says that and may and your you see that and you know in I'm never listening to the Bible and the believer. I'm never listening to it. Okay. You see that what I explained that you know, the the one thing about um, words in italics that they were not in the original um in, in the original rendition they were only added by the translators. Okay, and that was not someone's fabrication. If you have a good Bible, you want one of the Bible students who have also to always to read the full text of your Bible. Okay, you will see if they're using their words in italics. You don't have an exact revelation in the original manuscript, something like that. Okay, so they were they actually added by that to help the knowledge. Okay, but sometimes due to their bias, it distorts the information. So it is better to, to to do without them any time. Okay, now you see the word, look at verse 23. You see that, that word, uh, I'm using KJV here, I mean KJV, but I know that in KJV you use the word, I pray God. That I pray God, you see that is in italics in your Bible. It's right or right? If you have a good Bible, not the one that was written in Nigeria. Okay, is it in italics in your Bible? Huh? What about yours? Okay, so you see what, and I pray God is in italics. So remove that word because it looks like he's praying for something that's going to happen that it might not be certain. Okay, so can we read it without that? I pray God, everybody wants to go. That the God of peace sanctify you holy, and your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now let's see if that makes us look at the next verse. Want to go, everybody? Be faithful is he who has called you, who also will do it. So is it a probability or a certainty? Can you see? This is what predicated on God's ability and God's faithfulness. Who also will do it? Ephesians 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Are we there? Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25. Okay, look, I says what? Um, husband loves your wife. I mean, love your wives. Now look at what we are going to. It says, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for. Is it says in the KJV? Yeah. We are. Okay. Uh, now it says, okay, that he might sanctify. So let's do the action. Okay? Christ himself. says, That he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. Verse 27. That he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blame. Is that dependent on the church? No. Huh? Dependent on who? Christ. On Christ himself. He's the one that is going to do it himself. Yes, and often of Christ, they try to feel that you must do something. So you want to stand in the way. You know, it is dependent on Christ and he is able and faithful to do it. First Corinthians 1. 
Are we there? We have to be very fast on this point. First Corinthians 1 verse 7. Are we there? Okay. Now look at what Paul, Paul said to them. Okay, he says what? Um, so that you come short in no gift. Look at eagerly waiting for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's talking about his coming. Okay, he says what? Who will also confirm you to the end? That you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what God is faithful. And you see that? By whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. So what is predicated on the faithfulness of Jesus, on the faithfulness of God. That's what our safety is. Okay? So we're not the one that we're not the one that, that um, do the keeping. You you can only want to try, but you can never succeed in keeping your salvation. You can't. Because you just like just exactly the same way we tried and failed in trying to achieve the salvation in the first place. Just like we said like that in Ezekiel 59. If you be an exercise in fertility, you have to be like a woman in labor, but it's going to break forth wind. Okay? So it is God's I am responsibility. Our safety is predicated on God's ability and faithfulness. So the Bible you know that what we have an irrevocable union with God. Okay? A union that cannot be broken. Look at First Corinthians 16. I want to show you how that is replicated all over the Bible. First Corinthians 16. Are we there? First Corinthians 6. Sorry, I meant 6. First Corinthians 6. Are we there? Verse 17. Are we there? Are we there? Yes, Look at what it says. What? But he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Can you see that? It is, it is what one spirit with him. So you are not, you are not, a, you are not a cluster of two spirits or something. You, know, it is, you have become one. You know, one inseparable. You know, just like you cannot separate, um, just like you cannot separate water from wet. You cannot separate water from wetness. Can you make water stop being wet? You know, it is an irrevocable union. Romans eight. Romans chapter eight. You know, there are many verses that we actually use many times. Just like I, that was said by, I mean, that was, I think that was, I've seen some songs. So I will pay attention to what we actually sing. Because sometimes we just sing many of these songs, but we don't pay attention to the words. You know? Romans chapter 8. So we'll be reading together verse 38 to 39. Are we there? Yes. Are we there? Everybody wants to go. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life. No angels, no principalities, no powers, no things present, no things to come, no height, no depth, no any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So can anything separate us from the love of God? Huh? That's what the Bible says. And I believe the Bible. Just like we took the oath, and we will stand with which other, whichever argument. Um, um, try on in the light of well explained and well with the scripture. Of course, this is just the first hearing, so we still have time. But let's just follow it. Okay? So, um, Hebrews chapter 10. Verse 11. Are we there? Hebrews 10, 11. Are we there? 
Okay, okay, it says what Hebrews 10 11 says what and every priest ministering daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can what never take away sin. That is, but this man talking about Jesus, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God from that time, waiting till his enemies are made his foot to verse 14. Everybody wants to go for by one offering he has perfected forever those who are sanctified. Perfected for how long? Go to chapter 7. Are we there? Verse 25. Are we there? Everybody wants to go. Therefore, he is also able to save to the uttermost those that come to God through him, since he ever lived to make intercession for them. You know, this is what is what is able to save. To the uttermost. That's what the word uttermost means. Okay? It means he's able to save them completely. Now you see other versions like um, 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 the Amplified version. That's what uttermost means. He's able to save them completely, like thoroughly. Why? Because what he ever lives to make it as well for us. The main thing I've explained this many times, actually, as well as in 2017, I'm teaching on Romans 8. I think that it's like the movies we see. How Jesus made intercession. And Jesus will uh, some of sin out and God wants to cast him out. Jesus wants to say, ah, God. Jesus just comes suddenly. God, look at me. Remember my blood. Look at, look at, look at the nails. Ah, see the blood, see the blood. And God will ah, 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 ah. I forgive you, I forgive you, I give you a second chance. But try to imagine how logical it is. Like, how many people are on this earth? That are seeing at the same time. God, please, please, are you forgive me? Forgive me. Are you sure? Are you sure? You want to? You want to? Forgive me. Now we know that God is not binded by time, but man, man is binded by time, and we are the ones that are sinning by human time. Okay, so like I don't know, but look at that verse, there, verse twenty-five. Let Let me explain that. That was since so let's see um what our our salvation the other one is predicated on so that was since he ever lives that i mean reading kjv now um he says he ever lived to make intercession for us so is that what the decision of of of, of jesus for us is not with pleas and endless cries no the intercession of jesus is with his life since what he ever lived to make intercession for us let me explain that look about 16. Look at, look at what he says about Jesus. He says, Who has come, not according to the law of the fleshly commandment, no KJV use the word carnal commandment, but according to the power of what? The power of what? An endless life. So, what our, our intercession is predicated on the life of Jesus, an endless life. Why is it that he ever lived to make intercession for us? It means that was, as long as Jesus is alive forever, our intercession is forever. Can you see that? That was, as long as our our um, Jesus is alive forever, our intercession is forever. Are we together? Okay. You know, he's able to save us to the uttermost. Oh, what was the meaning of the, the, the word um, abandoned? What was the meaning? Eh? Let me is there someone that knows you better than me? What does it mean? Eh? Yeah. Aha. Yeah. You know? 
And we sing those songs, but many times we still agree that we don't agree that someone is we are saying coming home. How great you are, how great you are. Oh, 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 oh. As Banila Baton, as Banila Baton, as Banila Baton. Is that what it means? People sing those songs, call call God Agbanila Baton, and still believe that God is that God is not able to save you completely. That there's still something you need to do. To preserve the salvation. You know? John 3. Go back to John 3. We have seen that uh, earlier. But I want to point out something salient from there as well. One more time. John chapter 3. Are we there? Look at verse 16 again. It says that what for God so loved the word that he gave his only begotten son. Now please pay attention. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So who are those? Okay, now what will happen to those that believe in him? Okay, but they would have everlasting life. Now look, pay attention. Says, for God did not send his son to the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Now look at verse 18. He who believes in him is not condemned. But he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So who are those that are going to be condemned? Yeah, or better put, who are those that are condemned? Those that do not believe. Who are those that have everlasting life? Those that believe. In Him. That's what believing in what He did for us, the gospel. You know? Look at chapter 5. Move to chapter 5. Pay attention to, to the words of Jesus here. John 5 24. Are we there? Can we, everybody? John 5 24. Everybody, one, two, go. Most assuredly, I say unto you, everybody, he who hears my word and believes and he who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death to life. Do you believe the words of Jesus? These are what he shall not come into condemnation. You know, he say is not likely to come into condemnation. These are a very strong words. Of silently shall not come into condemnation. Why? Because he has passed already from death to life. It's not that like he's hanging between death and life. He's a quiet, a something. No. He has passed completely from what death to life. Chapter 10. John 10, verse 25. Are we there? Are we there? Yes, we are we don't have time on our side, so that's very fast. Since Jesus answered them. I told you, and you do not believe. Please pay attention so you don't get lost. Verse 25. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The words, works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. Now, but they do not believe. The people is talking to right away. Please pay attention. Look at your Bibles. Now it says, but you do not believe because you are not of my sheep. 
as I say unto you. Can you see? So who, so you see that this is a, a kind of implicative statement. It's saying that has an implication. So how do you define, how does God regard, who do are the people that God or Jesus regards as sheep? Huh? Those that believe. Is that why you not believe? Because you're not my sheep. My sheep believe. Look at that. Say what? My sheep hear my voice, verse 27, and I know them. And I know them and they follow me. Look at verse 28. And I give them eternal life. Look at the words of Jesus. And they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them. I think it is the word pluck. Pluck them out of my hand. My father who has given them me is greater than all. And no one is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. I am my father. Are one. Can you see that? These are what I, I, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Thank God they are in very letters. So we know it's Jesus himself. This is what this is what neither shall anyone pluck them out of my hand. Now that is what my father which gave them me is greater than all. And no one is able to pluck them out of my father. You know, and you know, many um families in the world try to apologize of um anti eternal salvation that believe that they if you look at this salvation, that this verse is not this verse, you know what Jesus actually means. Jesus, when he says, No much are plugging out of man, that is true. No much are plugging out of man, but you can plug yourself out because if you refuse, if you release yourself and everything, okay, that means now that we are talking about a scenario of two people holding on to each other now, okay. Now let's hold on to each other, let's see how that is, okay. Oh, yeah, plug, oh, yeah, believe yourself, believe yourself and, and go away. Can you see that? Okay. No one can plug it. Now, you cannot plug yourself out because you are both holding on to each other. So even if you let your loose, is the other person that did not try to let me lighten his loose. Okay? Okay? And very importantly is the fact that we are trying, are you trying to omit what you said earlier that word and they shall never perish? What about that? But better put let's focus on that again. And no one shall plug him out of my out of my hand. You have said that word, now you have that word, but you can plug that yourself. No one includes you. I mean, no one means no one now. Includes you. As long as you fall into the category of verse 29. In other words, my father which gave them me is greater than all. So as long as God is greater than you, then you cannot plug yourself out. But once, the only time you can become, the only time you can become, you can plug yourself out. Is when what you have become greater than God. Yeah. But as long as God is greater than you, you cannot plug it out. You are also no one. No one includes you. This is what I am my father. I want. Glory to Jesus. So when we sing songs, we should actually think about it because many, many people that are, are followed this of that um, of the fact that believers can lose their salvation, that no one is saved completely. They sing songs that say the same thing. And still they are saying the opposite. Look at in Christ alone. No guilt in life. Last verse. No fear in death. This is the power of Christ in me. From life prescribed to final breath. To final breath. Jesus commands my destiny. Jesus commands my destiny. No power of hell. No power of hell. No scheme of man. No scheme can ever pluck me from his hand. Can never pluck me from his hand. 
like super amount. See Romans 5. We will be closing in a moment. Romans 5. Are we there? Verse 20. Romans 5, verse 20. Are we there? Glory to God. Can we verse 20 together? But want to go. Moreover, the Lord that that offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. So you see, where sin abounds, there was grace did much more abound. I used the word much more abound. That word much more abound is one word. Okay, it is upaperisio. Okay, it means what to abound exceedingly. So you see that word is what you see, you see that, that word upa, like I said, is the element word hyper. You see that word is beyond this disparaging. Grace is not it's not a child's play. Because grace is pretty, is, is is talking about the ability of God. So it, it, it grace reflects God's character. It reflects who God is. So if God is so big, then grace is that big. Okay? That's what it is. So so you see, so so let me ask at least predicated on what we have said so far. Okay? And of course, I, do we stand with our hope? Do we stand with our hope? That we believe the Bible. Okay, so I want to ask, can a believer lose his salvation? Eh? Okay. You know, you know, many, and that, that I started when I was going to start giving, um, um, laying, uh, presenting my case as a defender. Okay? Yeah, yeah, um, you know, many, many uh, apologists against it, you know, um, believe that it's a new move. You know, this is a new move of people that are bringing new doctrine and everything. But that one we started by showing that this thing is even it's not just a fabricated information. Okay? You can see it in the world of Paul. Paul is an apologist for eternal salvation. Now, very much importantly, we saw what the red letters. Didn't we? Okay? To show that what this is all over the Bible. You know, people have been teaching this for long. See people like Charles Spurgeon in the 19th century, we are in the 21st century. I think when I think about 18 something, 18 30 something, 18 something. Charles Spurgeon has been doing things like that. See hymns. There's an hymn, there's a hymn that I saw that is as, as early as, I mean, as ancient as 1911 1914. As about the fact that salvation, a believer cannot be salvation. Okay. Okay. So that, as I think I've presented the case for, um, already. Okay. So from next week, what we'll be doing now is we'll be examining as many Bible texts as possible that suggests that a believer can live with salvation. Because I know that that is where the reward now is. <laughs> okay, so as our and so we we'll allow our plaintiff also to present his arguments through those verses. Okay, that's where we'll be involved. Okay, but note that we will not accept strong man. Now when I say strong man, I mean S-T-R-A-W, then man, man. Okay, it's, it's a law term as well, as well as a, a philosophical term as well. You know, it, it basically has to do with, it's also called strong person though. It basically has to do with, um, there's an argument. There, there are two people arguing. They may be the defendant and the plaintiff, okay? Then someone gives an argument. Then the person that wants to 
stuck against the argument. Make brings out a distorted version of the first argument. And that's how to counter that one. For example, I say a, a there's now a B. There's now B that looks like A. But it's not A. You're not, start, you're not attacking that B to prove that A is wrong. I'll give you, I'll give you an example, don't worry. But at least you have an idea of what that means, right? Okay. Now for example now, um, 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 let's say let's say I tell you that um your that food uh, ensure you finish that food and you don't waste it like you did yesterday. You now come you now maybe I, I tell my son that he now goes to after finishing the food, rotting his food um, I, in um, feeling bad, he now goes to the room and tell him that you know that my head saying that I always waste food. You wasted food yesterday. That's what he said. But you have bought the distorted version of that to prove that I'm wrong. Because the truth is that if it's only yesterday you, you wasted food, then if if um, him saying that I I I that that he waste food, he's saying that I mean that I waste food every day, he can easily counter that as wrong. Okay. Now one example is um, as well that I know I saw is um, one by Elon Musk a couple of years ago. When I was talking about um, all these cars, um, self-driving cars, you know, cars that are automobile that okay that can drive themselves. I was talking about them. Okay, I want to paraphrase this statement. Something like um, self-driving cars are are closer and nearer to active safety, and we should use them. Are you following? Then someone now comes with an argument that ah, don't you know that in this year, this year you hear about there was a self-driving car that there was an accident in in Arizona, okay, that claimed life and everything. Okay, now Elon Musk didn't say that self-driving cars are 100% safe. They are what they are closer to active safety. But by bringing out the distorted argument that it, it, it means that they're 100% safe, you can easily counter that one. By proving that there's an accident that I know about. But you get what I'm saying? That's what Strowman is. Okay, but because the truth is that, so in, in dealing with Strowman, you have to identify that there's Strowman, bring the person back to the real argument and face it. Okay, because if I bring you back to the real argument, if it's by statistics, self chemicals are far safer. Usually, about the, if it's about statistics of the car accidents that we're having all around. With people that are driving cars by themselves, just drink, get yourself drunk, and begin to drive anyhow. Keep people that are never driving, keep people that are driving by themselves because you don't need them and everything. Okay? Alright, so what in, 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 in dealing with what the, the plaintiff is going to present to us, we will not accept Stroman. What is Stroman? The argument, the argument of the, uh, of the, of the defendant is that what the believer cannot lose the salvation. Then what is the Stroman? Uh, so are, are, are you now saying that we can be living anyhow? That we can be doing anything that we like and God does not care about it? Is that the argument that was presented by the, the, by the, um, by the defendant? No. But you have just brought out a straw man that you are saying that what you can be doing anyhow. So that is easier to deal with, to, to counter by using the Bible. But that was not what the, the, but that was not what the defendant said. Because even Paul, that we are proven to be an apologist of eternal salvation, his letters are replete with instruction for the believers. As you got your conduct, as you got things that you should not do, you are not like the world, so do not emulate them. So many instructions. Just like we saw in the Ephesians 5, we were talking about husband, love your wife. Why submit yourself to your husband? These are instructions. And if you watch all of that, it is wrong and it is a sin. 
So Paul did not shy away from that. He didn't say you should leave anyhow. Okay, so we will not be accepting Superman. You know, that kind of ideology of a man is say forever. Are you saying you're not come with your argument that are you saying we can be living anyhow? It's the same idea that, that comes to mind when uh, maybe uh, um, there's a new a wedding, new wedding couple, and, and the wife tells the husband that there's no thing that will make it to stop that wedding. Now this new thing about it. That's the same thing. Because, okay, that's the same thing. That is a straw man. You have both, both have a distorted version of, of the statement, and that is what you are dealing with. Okay, so by let me be called a strawman fallacy. Okay, it is a strawman. Alright. So don't forget, we will not accept strawman. So we would, if there's any strawman, we have to identify it as a strawman and would always bring it back to the real argument. Alright. So this is going to be our caveat. Okay, as I conclude. Our caveat, when I say our caveat, I mean our uh, disclaimer now. Okay? Now what if a believer can ever truly lose his salvation, then it must be proven so in the light of well-explained and well-corroborated Bible text. Otherwise, the argument is considered invalid and therefore annulled. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Alright, so this is where we are going to be participating from next week. So what we are going to be doing is you guys, okay, that's the way we are going to participate in two major ways. Okay, one of the major ways is that you are going to, you are going to, now it's time for you to go back to your Bible because of course, all of us, we grew up in similar backgrounds. Okay, so there's now you tell me you don't know Bible text. So you are going to look for as many Bible verses as you know. Okay, that suggests that a believer can lose his salvation. Okay, you will, so be, between now, so I'm going to give my ultimatum because I need to compile them. Between now and Wednesday, okay, okay, as many as you know, just get them across to me so that there will be part of the things that I don't deal with in subsequent meetings. Okay, so that's going to be the, that's going to be the first argument of the of the plaintiff as well as the fact that on next week at intervals, anytime I see something, any part they are not clear, or you have a question, or you feel you are not convinced, you are free to raise up your hand and save your mind or to ask a question. Are we together? Okay, so that will be doing together from next week. So um, please pay pay attention to the, the, the messages that I I I recommended. Righteousness, what do you want to know? This is just one fact. And the um, Bible and the believer. Okay, a practical approach to Bible study. There's just three tracks. This is we help you very, very strongly in Bible study and understanding uh, understanding um, righteousness as well. Even from the Old Testament, the Old Testament and the New Testament. Alright, so um, and that is really to help. So this these are part of the um, this are part of the just the word evidences that the the uh, the, uh, the defendant is presenting before the the law court. Okay, so please listen to them. So, I, so if you, if you have any because in the in the long run, if you have if you ask any question that has been dealt with by this, I may not attend to it. Go of time, I may not attend to you. It means that you have not you did, you, you you did not pay attention to the evidence that was presented. Okay, so please pay attention to that. Listen to those messages if you haven't. All right. So for next week, we'll continue from there. How many of us are blessed? Okay, just can you just lift your hands and give God praise? Glory to Jesus. Oh, shut up, Abadiga, but go sit on the